You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Well, um, I thought I'd still start with a joke just to keep everything in order here. But Pastor Craig Head was deep in prayer one morning when he heard the voice of the Lord say, Because you have been faithful to me, I will grant you one wish. Craig replied, Can you build me a bridge to Hawaii so I can drive there anytime I want? The Lord said, Your request is very materialistic, Craig, and filled with many challenges. But I can do it. But it's hard for me to justify such a bridge. Craig, would you take just a little bit longer to think about something that you truly want to glorify me with? Craig thought for a while and then said, Lord, I wish that I could understand my wife, Lori Lynn. I want to know how she feels inside, what she's thinking when she gives me the silent treatment, why she cries, and how I can make my wife truly happy. The Lord replied, do you want two lanes or four lanes on that bridge? (laughs) Oh, man, God's good. Well, looking back, Philippians 3.14 says this, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. So what cause, when you look into your life at this moment, what are you striving toward for Jesus? Take just take, what are you striving to know? What are you striving to serve? What, what high calling and prize are you targeting right now, aiming at? What Christ-centered objective are you fixing your energies and efforts upon this morning? Winston Churchill's first statement as Prime Minister of Great Britain during World War II was, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Churchill knew to win the war would take sacrifice and a pressing on toward the goal. That energy and effort would have to be spent. That quote, I feel, is always a good reminder for Christ followers that we too need to prioritize not simply on self, which is easy to do in our world, not simply on temporal things, but also on others' needs and eternal things. You see, people are the only valuable eternal things to prioritize. That's the crown of creation. Do you have anywhere in your objectives and aims and goals to touch the lives of others around you? The Bible says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You know, those saints of heaven who are now waiting for you and I, you and I right now, to lay aside every weight in the sin that hinders and truly begin to run the race that's set before us looking to Jesus, to the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We're in a race. We're in a struggle. We're in a battle. We're... We have some priorities to get in order. And one of the things that we have to do is Christ followers do not live in the past. We don't just recall all our former, former glories. We, we need to keep pressing on. You and I must always consider how to press on in encouraging one another to the love and good deeds into the days ahead. We need, to, we need not just to be static, but we need to be going somewhere. 
On this 25th anniversary of starting the church and the quest to press on, I want to talk to you about the parabolic harmonious oscillator. Here it is. The parabolic harmonious oscillator. It's a fancy physics term for the movement of two opposing things at the same time. A simple image of the parabolic harmonious oscillator is revealed in the motion of a swing. <laughs> physics can make things so difficult at times. It's a parabolic harmonic harmonious oscillator. As a boy, I loved to swing. Well, the par parabolic harmonic oscillator, the way you make it work is you have to lean back and then kick forward. I don't want to kick this mic, but you lean back and kick forward. And you keep doing it. Now, as a boy, I loved to do that. You would start going as fast as you could. You would go swing back and kick forward, swing back and kick forward. And at the highest point, I remember at my neighbor's, you would launch out, you would let go, and you would go flying through the sky, and you would land. And then you'd get back on the parabolic harmonic oscillator called the swing, and you'd do it again to see if you could beat your distance. And maybe many of you in times past have been part of the parabolic harmonic oscillator, the swing. Dr. Leonard Sweet, one of my favorite authors, when Jody and I began the church 25 years ago, talked about the parabolic harmonious oscillator by connecting its importance to leaning back into your faith life and life of faith. To remember where Jesus has brought you from, to lean back to all the way, but not just, we, we start slowly and you lean back a little ways into your own personal life and you keep leaning back until you lean back right into the word of God and moments of time that set our foundation. And then you kick forward. The swing is this iconic image I want to fix your minds on for this month. Leaning back into the everlasting arms of Jesus, remembering our past traditions and history but being also fully prepared to kick forward in innovative ways toward the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. So we just don't stay static. And once again, as a church, we need to risk and take a leap into the future. Leap out of faith, just as we did before, all those years ago. Leap out into the air. So with this in mind, I'm believing that this month will be I want it to be faith-inspiring, and it's hard to do because there's so many different moments of time, but I want the, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would renew your passion to build up the family of believers here that will support, strengthen, and stir one another up for good works in the days ahead. The days are short, and the harvest is plentiful. We need to once again launch out. We need to lean back into our past experiences in order that we might kick forward toward the prize of the high calling. So I have three questions to contemplate and consider. I'd hope that you might contemplate and consider these as well. First question, and it's a personal one to me. What is Jesus asking me as the pastor of Maple View Community Church in faith to lean back into and once again kick forward and take the leap of faith. 
What am I willing to do to launch out into the future and trusting Jesus to land somewhere in the distance? Some have asked over the years how I hear God's voice or discern direction from the word of God. How do you know when God's calling you to do something? Well, it was in around May 1997 that I felt as if God placed a scripture in my heart. Reading it generically and quickly as part of the whole, you can miss the weightiness of the scripture. You can do that when you read through God's word. You can, you can read it and not be impacted. But when you slow everything down and read it as a portion of the whole, God highlighted it. I started contemplating it. And what I will often from those days, many years ago, will attribute to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, it became a life-changing rhema word from the Lord for me and for our family. It was a simple little scripture tucked away in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Listen to the words. This was from May of 1997. From the gospel, God's righteousness is being revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith is written in many other places, three other places. Galatians, for the just shall live by faith. And again in Hebrews, now the just shall live by faith. So it's an it's a ongoing, consistent thought in Scripture. But Romans 1 verse 17 really began to resonate in my heart. The just shall live by faith. I've trained for ministry for many years. I've stepped out, faith at different moments in time. You see, people of faith are required to live by faith. We don't have all the answers in front of us. But did you know the scripture also says that without faith it is impossible to please God? Even though Jody and I had no direct evidence that God would provide or could use the two of us. There was no direct evidence at that time. There's no idea what the future holds. There's no idea that to, but God had placed it in our heart to build and begin or pastor a church. But there was no promises given that I could even do this. There's no promises given to our family of three daughters, all under the age of five. We were not given any certainty on salary. We did not know if it would work. We had one person tell us, Jay, if you start this and it doesn't work, no one's going to ever want you as their pastor ever again. We both decided to be of any real value to God or pastor in our generation meant believing scripture. It meant that we had to believe that the just shall live by faith. Trusting Jesus' words. Taking a leap of faith began in earnest 25 years ago today in the Holiday Inn. Now you can look around and see a lot of different great and wonderful things. But 25 years ago on this day, there was no assurance that anything would go on. We were just young and wanted to believe Jesus. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We had dreams. We had visions. I, you could go and get, a, get one of the brochures at the back, uh, the uh, architecture. I, I had written this whole thing that we are sitting in in 1987 in a Christian education class in 
in Waxahachie, Texas when I, for a paper. I called it the Task Facility Building. It's just a dream. Faith is believing regardless of the direct evidence of anything you see. It's leaning back into the arms of Jesus and kicking forward and launching out anyway. It's, it's taking that leap. It's the parabolic, harmonious oscillator in action. You kick back and you see the heroes of faith and all those things and you, you drive forward in the future. We decided in 1997 that we would trust God completely to provide it for us, to protect us and to shelter us. We counted on his love and mercy to make get us through the days ahead. We're still counting on that. I'm not trying to be melodramatic or mani- manipulative, but what is Jesus asking you in faith to remember at this moment? Where are you coming from? What, what, what moment in time? Maybe it's, not, maybe it's this moment in time that he's asking you to get serious. What dream of the past needs to be resurrected this morning? What do you need to lean back into God for and then kick forward in the faith toward in the future? Everyone here, what prize awaits you in, is in Jesus for risking to follow the high calling? Because if you're a child of God, the just shall live by faith. I have reason to believe that Jesus is asking Jody and I to launch out into faith once again. Oh, my goodness, if you talk to Craig, it's, it's a scary thing to launch out in the faith. It was then, it is now. Just last week, I had an unexpected visitor stop by unannounced, who in a sharing with me, paused and challenged me. This is out of the blue with the scripture. This is someone that just stopped in, unannounced, unexpected, and challenged me with the scripture. You know what the scripture was? The just shall live by faith. He didn't know, not from our church, not even from this part of the country. It was like shot, shot a little shockwave in my, into my heart. The same scripture that started the journey 25 years ago. When is a coincidence more than a coincidence? When is God's voice challenging you? So we have somewhere to go. That, that's to me. But I know God has something for you too. Things have changed in your life. Things are not the same, but... The God of heaven is still the same. The second question that needs to be considered is, what is God asking our entire church body to lean back into and then stretch out our legs again, kicking forward into the prize of the high calling? What is he asking us as a body? Because we are a body of believers. We're his children. We're citizens of heaven. As it happens, I leaned all the way back and found the very first message that I ever preached in uh, Mapleview. I was actually surprised to find, here's the bulletin. I gave it to, Henry might still have it because he keeps everything, right? The actual bulletin of 25 years ago. As it happens, I opened it up and the very first message I ever shared with the church held at 20 uh, Fairview Road 25 years ago was part of a four-part series. I still, I, I I was doing series back then. Entitled New Foundations of Great faith. The theme verse of my study was, but you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith. I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, you're... The very first message about, that I shared was about living by faith. In the top corner of the bulletin, you'll see, you would see this little saying, 
give, grow, and go. It was the three-word summation of the vision and purpose that I had disseminated from our, uh, uh, the mission statement I wrote many years ago or, uh, or just around that time. Giving, growing, and going. The full version I had written lays at the heart of the body that we're still all about. Let me read it to you what I wrote 25 years ago. To passionately share the love of Christ with the lost, guiding them into relationship with Christ Jesus, nurturing them to Christ-like maturity and equipping them for Christ-like ministry, then sending them forth to fulfill the body of Christ's mission of world evangelism. The three words, give. Give passionate worship and testimony to God. Grow. Passionate about being a disciple of Christ. Go. Passionate obedience for the Great Commission. I don't want to live in the past, but I can lean back and realign with what God has called us to do. What moved us then, 25 years ago, can move us again. The parabolic, harmonious oscillator must occur again. It's time to get back on the swing, lean back and kick forward and launch out to see where we'll land. Our theme verse of scripture as we kick forward into those days ahead, again, I said, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You see, there are a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us in Maple View Community Church. I've done over 60 funerals connected to this church in those 20 years, 25 years. Some of them are watching us now. Some of them are watching. Are, are you still going to be bold, brave, ridiculous? Are you going to still launch out? You're here because others paved the way. Some of them I've named. You're here today because others went before you. At some point, it's now our turn to consider how we might provoke one another on toward love and good deeds. This is not a body that just needs to remain stagnant. We need to run that race that God has set before us. He's set each of us a race that we're in running right now. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We need to look to him again. There's a big vision brewing in and around 2020 when God prompted me with the thought, I didn't give you the 18 acres to sit empty forever. He didn't give us the space just to say we have a big space. Mark Wilson used to say, Jay, some of your dreams used to scare me. I don't think I've scared him recently. I think it's time to get scared again. I think we need to harvest when those six young adults met with that tragedy. I thought, dear God, we have a whole city we need to reach. We got to get back at it. We got young people. We got young adults. We got seniors. We got everybody. We have to be about the harvest. Are you ready to get scared for Jesus? One. <laughs> You're on board. We'll sign you up. We'll take it. We'll start with that. The final question relating to the parabolic harmonious oscillator machine called the swing is what the Holy Spirit is asking you as an individual and as a family in our church body to lean back into, your, into from your past so that you might kick forward once again launching out into your God-given future your highest and best destiny. So I, I, I don't do this as directly 
as sometimes I'd like to, and I just, this, but I want to call you out. I want to call each of you out in this place this morning. I want to provoke you, spur you on, as one man shared with me over lunch this week, his accountable, make him accountable to pressing forward. I want to call you out. What are you going to do in the days ahead, not just consumed with your own needs, but what are you going to do to help others and bring in the harvest? What small thing can you set your heart and mind to? Remember Churchill's words, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. What are you going to do to change the world around you, even if it's just your neighbor? For you and I, the press forward is the blood, toils, tears, and sweat. It's where you confront what your legacy will be all about. You each can have a legacy. You simply cannot let go of the moment that we're living in. In fact, it may be the moment that defines your life moving forward. And as you grapple with this question regarding what you might be kicking forward toward, I know that it's going to have roots in genuine biblical faith, reaching back. A faith that you will not through the power of independence discover. You will not discover it being alone. You will not discover it just being isolated. But only through the power of interdependence, the body of Christ together. As followers of Christ, it's only among the body of Christ where you'll find your fulfillment. It's not going to be some lone ranger doing your own thing. Our debt to God is payable to man. It's, that saying is in my office. It's plugged onto my desk. I look at it every day. Only when your story connects to God's story are you going to find true completion. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.